When I think about Paris, I think broad sidewalks, royal parks, grand boulevards leading to famous monuments, elegant cafes, even elegant benches, proud neighborhoods with characteristic locals and their dogs enjoying the cityscape. It's a great city for walking, not power walking, but just floating through the city of light, savoring an aimless stroll through Europe's greatest city. That's what I want to do right now, and with the help of two Parisians. Arnaud Servigna joins me, as does William Altman. William and Arnaud, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Hello. When I talk about walking through Paris, you guys live in Paris. Do you appreciate what a beautiful city it is just for simply walking? Absolutely, yeah, we do. Tell me why. Well, as a Parisian, when you walk, you go to one place, to another I would say not necessarily uh, just uh, watching the the architecture. You're just enjoying being, uh, being outside. Out. Out. Being out. Yeah, you, ju- you enjoy everything. You enjoy, you know, the facades, the shops, the people. You know, even though you go to the same point, you, you might use a different streets just to oh, you know, to change the itinerary for to, once. To appreciate the, the yeah, real really. the elegance of your yeah. city. And then to appreciate, you know, the uh, how do you call. You know the the homey feeling, the ambiance. That yeah, the ambiance that you you know very well the whole place, and then you just want to change of street to go from A to B. Because you do a lot of walking to get around, and yes. you ju- you make a point to change the route just to enjoy well, a different. Right, uh, different yeah, 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 absolutely. Paris is a walking city anyway. So even when you go to take the the metro, I mean, you you will just enjoy walking. Mm. Uh, from the stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, one thing that's impressive to me about Paris, just visually, is you have these grand boulevards, and at the end of the grand boulevards, there's a grand monument. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it was planned this way. It was planned this way. That was planned by uh, Baron Haussmann, who was the uh, minister of Napoleon III. So the idea was, whenever big avenues was opened, there should be a monument on the other side to really face each other. Uh. Right. And the idea also behind was to have a big, large avenues. Uh, With trees as well. Trees. And what we like also, it's the uh, unity of style. Mm-hmm. Because mm. most of Paris goes back to the second half of the 19th century. Mm-hmm. It was completely redesigned. And then you have a standard of uh, the layout of uh, houses. So there's strict regulations where you can't just build a skyscraper in the middle of Paris. No, you can't. You can't do that. And you, yeah, I think you can't actually uh, overpass seven floors in the mm. center of Paris. I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. But you know, um, uh, Rick, even though, you, well, uh, William says, you know, it's uh, it's all looked together because it's it's mostly from the 19th century. Harmonious. But even Yes, harmonious. But even though uh, you have really uh, older buildings and they really blend with the newer ones, and that's really what is cool in Paris, so there's, too. there's an aesthetic. Yeah, there is an aesthetic. And, and, and people it, care it about this. all blends together, yes. People care about mm. this. Now, yeah, also, the streets are designed, I think, it feels, for walking. As a matter of fact, the Champs-Élysées, the grandest boulevard, they actually widened the sidewalks recently, didn't they? Yes. Well, well actually, they didn't widen it. They just cancelled a kind of a street where cars were parked, and they yeah. replanted a second row right. of trees, which is the way it was at the origin. And the idea was to have uh, underground parking, mm-hmm. so to have more space. Is that it? They took away the yeah, parking absolutely. on the street? I didn't notice that. Yeah. I just noticed it was much more people-friendly. Right. And if you look, I mean... The, the, it was Chirac's idea yeah, the, when the he cars, was mayor of Paris the at the time. The cars cannot park <laughs> along the, uh, the avenue anymore. So uh, it's, it's all about the politics, you know. I mean, the the, the street where the, the car where parks is from the time of Pompidou, who was very much yes. into the car, 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 you know. Right. And and Chirac just went reverse. 
So it was really, you know, to, to make yeah, the city more friendly. Right. And then mm-hmm. there was more, a, more people friendly. And Chirac, yeah. I, I know they don't do this anymore, but he was famous for cleaning up those sidewalks also. I remember yes. when there was those little green vehicles. Pooper scoopers. Yeah. Pooper yeah. scoopers, yeah. yeah. The motocrot, yeah. we used to call the them. <laughs> the, the what? They the disappeared. Moto- the motocrot. What does that mean? Uh, poop is scooper. Well, poop yeah. yeah. is a poop. poop. Okay, so uh, the moto. Moto. And moto is and a moto bike. Moto bike. So, moto. Uh, so say, we're learning French here. Say it again. <laughs> Motocot. Motocot. <laughs> so these little guys, they look like little green spacemen with their long vacuum cleaners. And they would go down the street and they would vacuum up anything yeah. that uh, a poodle would leave. Yes. And then they would actually scrub it, a little soap and water after uh, that. Yeah, right. something like this. Right, right. But you know they disappeared. Uh, you know why? No, why? Because people assumed that it was going to be cleaned so they would not uh, pick up the, the poop of their dogs afterwards. Right. And now, I mean, they imposed that uh, if you don't pick up af- after your dog, you get a file. Yeah. Ah, so oh. people so are carrying a, plastic yes, bags. It's rather expensive. Right. Huh? So uh, people so, are surprised sometimes. They, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. happened to me in my neighborhood. You know, a woman was passing by and a policeman jumped on her with, uh, it was dressed civilian and she was so surprised. She said, oh, okay, I'm going to pick it up then. So I don't know, too late. You know, you're having a fine. <laughs> well, a plain clothes Yes, uh, yes. Police, you know, policemen uh, in Paris are, are very often, you know, uh, dressed as civilian. We have a yeah. very hidden security. Hmm. Uh, we don't like, you know, to show off. Well, I don't know if you noticed that, but uh, recently I, I found. I mean, it's back. Uh, mm-hmm. We we find the poops. even people yeah, are getting a, bit, a bit more. Yeah, yeah. they okay. start well, uh, picking. I, I'm uh, impressed by how Paris um, really is a. What's the population of, of Greater Paris now? Uh, greater is about eight millions, I think. Eight million something. Like well, that. if you if you include the yeah, if, you, the suburbs, if you include huh? the uh, Ile de France, I mean it's yes. 11, 11, 11 million. Eleven, really? Yeah. That, oh yeah. my God! Yeah. It's a, but the point is, it works <laughs> yeah. amazingly well. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're speaking with Arnaud Servignon and William Altman. We're talking about Paris, and one of the charms of Paris for me, Arnaud, is the markets. There's uh, wonderful market streets. Uh, of course, Rue Claire is my favorite uh, near the um, Les Invalides. Mm-hmm. And up in uh, Montmartre, there's a beautiful street. Uh, yes. Are you talking of Rue Montorgueil? Oh, I love that place. Yes, that's a really cool place. It's on the right bank. Uh, there's not very many streets like this, are there? Uh, we don't have so many. I mean, yes, there's Rue Montorgueil, there's Rue des Martyrs as well, but that's not pedestrianized. Uh, Rue Montorgueil is really pedestrianized. But what they are is there, it's like everybody so. dumped the entire neighborhood onto the street and you're sorting through it. It's it's all of the economy, all of the people, all of the families, the the whole all world the locals, is together. Actually, you know, they, all the local, it's a local scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really a local neighborhood and mm-hmm. people just mm-hmm. shop there. William, when you on like daily to find basis. A, um, Rue Montorgueil, what is, what is the really? Rue Montorgueil. Rue Montorgueil. Oh, I love that street. I love even the way you and say the it. name, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wish I could talk like that. <laughs> William, what is your favorite market street when you want to enjoy a neighborhood in Paris? Um, for a while, it was uh, it was uh, the one uh, in Bastille, behind um, the Rue Saint-Antoine. That's where I used to go and, and shop for, your neighborhood? for the, uh, That's in the Marais. market. It's, uh, no, it's on the other side of the Marais. On the Bastille, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, on the Bastille, it's, it's the Bastille uh, ah. section, huh? On uh, Richard Lenoir, no? Uh, no, 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 the one on Richard Lenoir, the, the Marché de l'Aligre. Ah, the Marché de l'Aligre, oh yes, it's fantastic. A-L-I-G-R-E. It was uh, full of uh, colors because of uh, also of the immigrants. Mm-hmm. Uh, part, I mean, uh, you had a lot of uh, North Africans uh, uh, selling, I mean, the food as well. So, uh, I mean, now, now this is very interesting, as both of you were so enthusiastic about this market when it came to you, and then you say it's full of colors, and that, of course, is the the um, colorful culture brought into your country from immigrant labors. Mm-hmm. And if you just read the newspaper, you hear about burning cars and so on and, and immigrant problems. But here, you're celebrating 
the diversity brought into your city because you've got immigrant labor. Okay, so if you want to talk uh, about that's the, another the, subject, <laughs> it's it's a complete uh, different subject. Yeah. But uh, the one of the problem, and that's uh, unfortunately uh, Jacques Chirac, who was the mayor of Paris for 20 years, uh, for a period of time. I mean, they getting into politics. Uh, ultimately, here, huh? yeah, ultimately uh, <laughs> uh, draw all the uh, workers and, of course, all the immigrants Outside, out of the city. Yeah, in the suburbs. Out of the city, in the yes, suburbs. In the suburbs. Now. We have a, a, such a concentration it's of, of ghettos, immigrants, you know, ghettos it's, it's, yeah. outside of the city, and that's that's what started those riots in in and then outside they, they, of the city. They, they really live among each other. And then so there was a policy yes. made by which mayor? Jacques Chirac. Chirac. Jacques Chirac. He Chirac. was the mayor Chirac. of Paris so he, for 20 years before he became the president of France. And he wanted to move the it's, immigrants out into the suburbs. He, he didn't want... I don't know if he wanted... Uh, but but that was his policy. That was the result. That's what happened. Consequently, the, tr- the, the stress result. today. That's what happened. I mean, more and more, yes. Cleaning the city, getting a city... Uh, open for mostly the tourists and the mm-hmm. wealthy people. Yes. Uh, ultimately, you get all those uh, people outside of the city, in ghettos, and that's where you have also the high rate of unemployment. So And I problems mean, of integration as well. Right. So the city will so, pay the price, yeah. ultimately. Uh, absolutely. Oh, yes, yes, you don't yes. need much to, to start the riot yeah, outside yeah. of, oh, yeah, of the yeah, city. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every um, New Year's Eve, there's cars burning in, in many uh, major cities, suburbs, and when you hear France is burning, it's really actually the suburbs. The suburbs. And, and only one or two, you know, it's very, uh, very uh, local. Well, huh? getting back to the topic of our, our discussion here, walking across Paris, generally when you're in the, where the tourists will be, where all the famous sites are and so on, if you're using common sense about pickpockets or something, are you safe to be walking? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, you just have to be conscious that what, pickpockets are around. And, uh, and what time do the, does the metro stop running? Oh, around 1 o'clock one, in the morning. One, 1 in the morning. And so even later now on the weekend. Yeah. Start in the morning at 5.30. 5.30, yeah, so it's so very efficient, wonderful. Yeah. And you have night buses as well. Mm. I mean, that's, yes, uh, every 15 minutes now, so it's uh, you, basically people yeah. don't even take the taxi anymore. Yeah. And you have right. those bicycles, you know those bicycles uh, available? Yeah, Paris now yeah. has a wonderful That's system. an incredible right. network. Where people can just swipe their card yes. and, so basically and ride you a have, bicycle and park have, it anywhere else in the town. Absolutely. Well, you have like 900 stations all over Paris, totalizing about 20,000 bicycles. And then you pick up your bicycle on one spot. And then you drop it on and another And this is not one. just a feel-good green gimmick, but this is actually uh, efficient and people oh, are taking advantage efficient. of this. Oh, very efficient. I, I, I use it all the time. You know, this has yeah. changed my life, really. I've yeah. seen these bike schemes all over Europe, and the very best quality bicycles are in Paris. These, The other bikes, when you do it in, in Copenhagen, you feel like you escaped a circus. You know, it's a goofy little <laughs> bike. Uh, you have to know that the first, first city who did that was Lyon. It was experimental, and then Paris did it on a larger scale. And since every city in Europe is just doing it's it because it's so successful. It. In Nice, they started yes, as well. Nice and as for well. my first time after 20 years of visiting Paris, I got myself a bike and I went around the town using the bike lanes. You in tried Paris, it, and it was wonderful. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't oh, use that system. I, want to I rented see you on a bike. bicycle. Oh, you rented them. You can sightsee in Paris by bike quite yes, uh, effectively. Yes. And if you use the Velib, I mean, uh, just uh, drop it uh, after less than an hour and. And it doesn't cost any money. The first half yeah. hour is free. The first yeah. half hour is free. Yes. This is uh, the Vel... What's the Velib. name? Velib. How do you spell that? Velib. V-E-L-I-B. Comes Amer- from Velo. Uh, Velo bicycle. Is, is a bicycle. And, and Liberty. Lib- liberty uh, All right. You can, you can enjoy Paris on foot or on two wheels. I'm Rick Steves. <laughs> this is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about walking and biking through Paris with Arnaud Savignon and William Altman. Our phone number is 877-333-RICK. 
You can email us at radio at ricksteves.com. Momentarily, we'll take your calls as we walk through the City of Light. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're walking across Paris with two Parisians, Arnaud Sauvignon and William Altman. You know, when you think about walking in Paris, there used to be an elevated train line that came into the city. They stopped running on the train, and they thought, hey, let's make this a like a, a jogging path or a great a ah, city oui, park you, walk. You're talking What of la, la, la promenade plantée. Promenade plantée. Yes. Have you been on that? Uh, many times, yes. It's a great way to look into people's uh, condo worlds almost. You're up there above the streets. It's quite nice. William, have you enjoyed the Promenade yeah. Plantee? Yeah, very much. It was a way to use the facilities, uh, which were originally for something else, and then the, instead of uh, destroying the The, the tracks team. and uh, was, the arcades. It's, yeah. uh, it's yes. a clever idea, isn't it's it? It's beautiful. Very clever. Yeah. These uh, brick arches that would have been just places where... Um, Uh, homeless people would yes, sleep or go, where you'd sleep, have all yeah. sorts of uh, strange things going on or whatever. Yeah, yes. And they actually gentrified it. I think the government subsidized the rent. They bring in mm -hmm. shops. Mm -hmm. Suddenly you have a vibrant new dimension of Paris. And beautiful shops mm -hmm. and the nice Very cafes as shops, well. Yeah. So this mm -hmm. is the Promenade Plantee and it goes to, uh, like from the Bastille out. Outside to, uh, to right. the east, yes. Another fun aspect of enjoying Paris on your feet is to be out on Friday night or Sunday, I believe, afternoon, when thousands of people are rollerblading together. Mm -hmm. Friday evening, yes. Yeah, Friday evening. They, the, they, uh, they change every weekend. They, to they, a different location? To a different location. Itinerary, yes. The, so they close different streets down, and on yeah, Friday yes. it's the serious roller. Well, they don't close the streets, really. I mean, in fact, the policemen are in front yeah. and mm. in the back and then on the side. Okay, so they and just the take over the streets. And the police are actually on rollerblades to accompany them. Right. But on the weekend, uh, they close some of the uh, main street, uh, like uh, the, the one along the river, the one uh, along the uh, the canal. Yes, uh, that's uh, they close a new it. mayor. Uh, by the way, Delanoë, the yes. first socialist mayor of Paris forever. Yes, <laughs> We've got yes. a socialist yeah. mayor. Yeah. Yeah. And you're seeing some different, right some sort of yes. uh, people-friendly, oh, yes, close yes. the streets down, yeah. make yeah. the parks well, I, better. I think Delanoë has uh, maybe, I think, uh, a car stood on his foot when he was a baby. So he declared war to the cars in Paris. He doesn't like cars. He doesn't like cars. Well, that'll yeah. be interesting so, uh, for us. In fact, in the yeah. summer, if you know where to go, you can find a beach, uh, the Periplage, yeah, on the very same spot. That's something yeah, yeah, uh, organized by Delanoë. Oh, it's organized by him too because yeah, I love absolutely. that. You go to Paris yeah. and it's just, it's fun to see Parisians just kicking back with a fruity drink, enjoying mm -hmm, the sun mm -hmm. on a lounge chair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Except we don't have city. a beach, though. You don't have a beach, so you made one. Yes, yeah. well, it's a beach without the water. I mean, the water is there, but it's not accessible. But, got, there's, so. but, that, but sand the, all yeah. along the Seine River, on, on the north bank, I think, you've mm -hmm. got this... On the right uh, bank, yes, north, so from the Louvre, from, right. more or less, further down. It's a down, beautiful yes. walk, and you'll be seeing yeah. a lot of Parisians oh, yeah. out sunbathing, mm. and you can stop. Palm trees. Palm trees, even. Sand is broad. Mm -hmm. Les berges, huh? it's called les berges de, de, yeah. de la Seine, and also along the, uh, the, the Canal Saint-Martin. On the weekend, it's just for families. Oh yes, yeah? yes. from yes. Bastille all the way up north to to so close to traffic, Paris. so people can walk on them. Can walk, use a rollerblade and uh, and and bicycle. Do picnic as well. And picnic along. And you have the, little bridges, you know, like uh, iron bridges uh, uh, around forming arches. It's uh, a delightful city. Yeah, it is. I'll it have is. to go to Paris sometime. Yeah, you have to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll be happy to take you on some okay. of these walks. Okay, <laughs> I have your phone number. You know, there's a beautiful place, a very, very short walk, but this pedestrian bridge, the uh, the Pont des Arts. Yeah. Pont des Arts. Oh, this Pont is a place where we actually have a picnic uh, every Friday night or okay, whatever. Okay, so I said arts, um, but give me, it, give me it correctly. Pont des Arts. 
Pont des Arts. Le Pont des Arts. Le Pont des Arts. Yeah. Yeah. The Arts. The Arts. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll hear the tourists say Pont des Arts. Yeah, yes. you don't okay. pronounce the T and the S. Regardless right? of how you pronounce it, it's a great place to get away from the traffic, right. enjoy a view of the Ile de la Cité, and be in the middle of Paris. Right. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. Our phone number is 877-333-RICK. And Lisa's on the line in Puyallup, Washington. Lisa, thanks for your call. Hi, Rick. Um, I just wanted to add a little bit of information about how we've found walking in Paris to be most successful for us. Um, the first time we went, we walked everywhere. And then we realized that things are a little farther than it looks on the little map. And so then after that, we thought, oh, yes, we'll take the metro from where we are to where we want to walk and then walk around. And that worked out really well for us. Um, but I was wondering if the gentleman might like to suggest a walk that, if you've been to Paris several times, an area that we might not have seen. Hmm. Uh, I don't know where you have been and where you have not. <laughs> <laughs> um, sort of the main tourist so areas, most, I guess. Mostly along the river, then, I suppose. Uh, where would you go uh, to Montmartre, get a neighborhood perhaps, away from yeah. the famous places? Yeah, yeah, a neighborhood would be great. Uh, then I would suggest perhaps, like William uh, spoke of before, you know, uh, Marché Ligre and uh, the 11th yeah. arrondissement. Or even even along the uh, Canal Saint-Martin, which became one of the uh, highlights of uh, yes, Paris. Yes, that's uh, very local. You know, Lisa, that's new to me, this Canal Saint-Martin. I think that's yeah, a very Canal good uh, place to leave the tourist crowds. Uh, yeah. well, Rue Montorgueil, yeah, that's a place yeah, where, you know, uh, tourists are not very seen very much. It's yeah, very local, right. very mm -hmm. French, very Parisian. There is a nice park that I like very much. It's not so well known by uh, foreign Les Butchemont. Les Butchemont. Ah, oui, there yeah, you go. Les Butchemont. one of my favorites. That's okay, really uh, the yeah. uh, Parisian park, I think, by excellence. Les Butchemont. B -U -T -T -E. It's northeast of Paris, but around like the hell. area of Butte Belleville. Like and C-H-A-U-M-O-N-T. Ah, Le Butte Everybody Chamon knows Edith Piaf. Edith Piaf, right. Bon, Edith Piaf, she was uh, living in Menin-Montan area, Maurice Chevalier, okay. so that's the area. That's the area. Very there you popular. go, Lisa. Got some ideas there? Yes. Wonderful. Thank you so mm. much. You're welcome. And I like Lisa's idea about if the walk's too long, hey, there's a metro station. Go yeah, down there. And never forget the metro. You can always hop you know, along the, the, the metro. You know, the tourists are walking too much sometimes, and they forget the metro that it's part of Paris. And then to be in the metro is really to become a Parisian as well. Sure, absolutely. And the beautiful thing about the metro is a one-stop ride or a yes. ride all yeah. over the town Quick, costs the same. Safe, Quick, safe, and cheap. And then if you're not scared <laughs> too much, yeah. you can also uh, take the bus. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's very convenient. Bus is nice. Because you, you, you get to see, see the city. Uh, I like the city taking bus, well. what is it, bus 69 that goes all the way to the yeah. Père Lachaise. You get off at the yes. end at Père Lachaise, mm -hmm. and then you walk, speaking of Edith Piaf, you walk through the Père Lachaise Cemetery. That's a beautiful walk, and it's a very evocative walk. We have Sharon on the line in Thousand Oaks, California. Sharon, thanks for your call. Oh, thank you, Rick. Um, I just wanted to say I like to walk everywhere, and my sister wanted to always take the metro, and it drove me nuts. And um, I think it took me longer to go with her on the metro than it did to start where I was going and walk wherever I wanted to go. We always stay in the left bank um, near the Sorbonne, and it's like our little neighborhood, and, you know, you have your own little neighborhood cafe and your own little neighborhood um, people and it's just it feels like family and more even than living in the United States and everybody is wonderful I speak very little French and I absolutely loved every moment I was there and you talked about the cemetery that I just walked to it I mean it's the thing is that in Paris every street is exciting and no matter where you're walking there's going to be something interesting and so you just take a little longer to get where you want to go if you're not walking really, really fast. 
so Sharon, I think the beautiful thing, and, and uh, Arnaud mentioned this earlier, is just to enjoy the walk uh, for the walk itself. As a matter of fact, if you're staying in a hotel for a few days, as you are in the Sorbonne area, walk a different route home every day from the, yes. the metro just to experience a different slice of Paris. Mm-hmm. And take, right. take your time. Yeah. Take your time, Don't rush. Don't rush. Don't rush. And I fell in love with parks that I wouldn't have known existed if I wasn't just doing that because you have your local park that's right near where the hotel is, but then if you go a different route or get lost on purpose, you find really neat things and mm-hmm. great restaurants without even looking for them. And so. if you pause in a park long enough to watch the uh, sort of the, the rhythm of local life, you see the, the mothers and the fathers bringing their little kids to the sandbox, and you see oh, the yeah. old people that have been coming there for 20 years that still sit there and, and, watch and feed the birds or whatever. It's, you could write a poem in any park in Paris. But I really think that when you are in France or in Paris, uh, you really have to change your pace. Uh, this is a country where we... You know, we, we use our time. We we take time to have lunch. We take time to actually sit on a bench to watch people, and that's part of our daily life. We don't run from from A to B. Uh, Even though the uh, the city of Paris is a b- big city, yes. and the people, I mean, of course, if you take the metro at seven, eight o'clock in the morning, it's, it's going to be busy. People, yes. yeah, people are working, of course. It's like New York. You know, but, but why but, do you but, guys stop the people from sitting on the grass? No, we oh, in the parks. No, 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 we don't. It, it was, it was uh, never some, accepted no, 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 originally. No, no, no. Some uh, places you can actually go. I remember uh, when I was Place a child. Because, uh, I, Place I de Vosges, you can. But you yeah, can, yeah. You can. And and normally the parks, you, you're, you're looking at the grass from the gravel area where you sit in a bench and watch the grass. It depends not, which Not anymore. Is. There's a wonderful park up by the Gare Saint-Lazare. Gare Saint-Lazare. Gare Saint-Lazare. We were waiting and people all sat on the grass. Ah, Parc Monceau, yes. yes. <laughs> mm, yes. Ah, oui, so Parc okay, Monceau. good. I, I yeah, stand Parc really Monceau correct. Is so. very, very chic. Yeah. It's a very upscale place. You've got mansions around, and I don't think it's acceptable to actually really walk on the well, grass. It, it, it's just a different place. It, it's you know. also because they want the grass not to be uh, mm-hmm. ruined. Yeah, to yeah, be green, that's, that's, yes. Yeah, it's, that's, like having a, it's like having a reason. beautiful ball, and you cannot kick it because that might yeah, hurt it. But <laughs> so it, you, you know, look at it, and it's it, perfect forever. Uh, one enjoy thing, this you know, ball, it, but it, don't it, touch it. It has to remain beautiful. And in our culture, uh, we don't actually sit on the grass. If we do, we would do, go in the in the nature, ah. in the forest, you know, okay. uh, for a picnic outside in the countryside. Yeah. But in Paris, it's really like a city, so you want to sit on a bench. You sit on it's, a bench. It's just all the businessmen <laughs> were sitting on the grass. There were hundreds of people sitting on the grass. that's designed for going on the Where grass. you actually go. Right. Yes, the and grass. there you can bring the kids yes. and spread out the blanket. Yes. Some and places are more formal than others, and, and, and that's the way it and is. And the Tuileries yes. uh, garden, Tuileries example, is more formal, you're, you're but you have some areas to. where yeah. you can... All right, Sharon, this is a very uh, yeah. fascinating discussion, where you can sit on the oh, grass yes. in Paris. We could talk about <laughs> Thanks for ages. your call, Sharon. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, bye now. I'm Rick Steves. We're talking about sitting on the grass in Paris. We're joined by Arnaud Savignon.
and William Altman. Am I getting your name right, Arno? No, you're not. I'm talking about... Servigna. 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 Because uh, I'm talking about a grape, aren't I? Yes, grape. Sauvignon, yes. Sauvignon. <laughs> and I'm not a grape. You're not a grape. You're a tour guide in Paris. <laughs> and thank you for joining us here. You're and welcome. William Altman, you have a much easier name. Well, uh, for the French people, I can tell you, they always think that I'm, I'm French. <laughs> You're not, yeah, with that I name. I was born and raised in Paris, and I'm French, of course. But of course, but, uh, but, uh, my name uh, doesn't sound French but, at all. But were you Guillaume? It should have been Guillaume, but I was born and raised uh, William. Uh, really? It's, so it's, it's like it's just because I have some family in New Jersey, and uh, You're my William. uncle, my uncle, moved to to New York. Uh, it's Willie Altman. So yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Paris. We're talking about walking around Paris. Brian's on the phone in Oceanside, California. Thanks for your call, Brian. Yeah, good to be with you. That's a fun topic. My uh, family actually descends from Paris on my father's side. And I actually lived there a bit in the 80s. I was doing some modeling, but the, you know, the model life isn't what it's cracked up to be, so <laughs> I ended up walking all over the city. And uh, you know, it's a great place because you discover so many uh, things you wouldn't have known they were there. But I always kept running into the same problem, you know, even later on as a tourist, um, after you've walked all day around four o'clock, you're pretty exhausted uh-huh. and uh, you get on the Metro and there's about 10 million other people with the same idea. So I was always, you know, kind of wondering what's the best alternative to the Metro when, you know, all the commuters are using it. The best. Yeah, sorry. The best alternative I, I, I would say is just sit on the terrace of a cafe and wait. Yeah, you're right. That's an idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a good, good, <laughs> good such, stop. I mean, that's such a French <laughs> answer. I can't. I just that's not why. No, it it's is. That's the best way. I mean, you stop and you, and you watch the people. You I have a, couldn't you have, have a found a better solution. You have a coffee and yes, you relax, you and then and after you take See, the metro. My mind is wired Once so differently. I would have, yes. You could take the RER. You could take a bus. You could get a taxi. No, sit, sit in a sit. cafe and watch the people. Or now take a bicycle. Wow, that's a new one. I haven't tried that yet. Or you know, if you if you walk less in the day and use more the metro then you don't have to walk that far on the way back and you know that's another idea <laughs> there's your solution yeah. brian thanks for the call yeah, yeah thank you <laughs> okay bye now we're talking about different ways to enjoy walking in paris you can even walk enjoy a walk in the museums literally when you go to the grand gallery in the louvre what's the word in french uh, la galerie du bord de l'eau it's a very long it must be like four like, four or five blocks long yeah. lined oh, with great yes, art yes 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 also if you want to see a million skeletons with yards, i would say go to the catacombs they in napoleonic times or something they unearthed all of the graveyards in paris to clean up the city or something yeah see bones the pile up the bones six million of parisians you know in bones how many six million of parisians six million parisian skulls throughout centuries and it is a an eerie walk you're entering the the land of the dead the land of the dead Yes, yes. Uh, and those galleries, uh, by the way, they were just the uh, the quarries, the I mean, plaster of Paris. They used to be well quarries. quarries. Yeah, also, you can hike da- you can hike up the Eiffel Tower, but I like riding the elevator up and taking the stairs down. Walking down, that's more clever. Well, yes. it's actually faster yeah. than taking the elevator. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You don't have to line up. And if you know where to look, you can find the only vineyard in Paris. Yes. In Montmartre, in Montmartre yes. Yeah, so you, Le Clos. Uh, yeah, isn't it a Sauvignon? Or? Le Clos no. something. Uh, <laughs> Just what's kidding. the name again? Le Clos something? Le Clos uh, Montmartre, Le I think? Le Clos Montmartre. Le Clos yeah. Montmartre. Yes. And if you want to enjoy the gay community, a little walk through the, the, the gay Marais. neighborhood. The Marais, the Marais, yes. Marais Street, yeah. Not and far from the Jewish Quarter. Very yeah. lively and fun. And, and then you've got the Jewish Quarter in the Marais yes, also. Right next to it, yes. Well, except the Jewish Quarter now is, is kind of a disappearing. Quite, it's because I think it's moving. A lot of the old generation of Jewish... 
uh, Jews. Away. I mean, they, they just left. Mm-hmm. So most there's of them. fewer Jews and more gays yeah. in the Marais. And, and more shops as you have, well. Actually, you have more Fashion and more families shops. also. More? More and more families actually in the Marais. Changing, a it's moving a little bit towards the west. I enjoyed was the Clignancourt, uh, Court, the, the flea market out there. Clignancourt. That's, uh, yeah, that's where the, I lived until uh, recently. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's a great. Uh, it is yes. lively. Oh, very Every lively. weekend, it's very. It's that's the, the vast market, the vast yes. flea market. You can buy anything from a rug to the most beautiful, yeah. expensive furniture ever possible. I've enjoyed walking through Paris with uh, Arnaud Savignon and William Altman. William. If you could uh, take us to one last little spot for a nice walk in Paris, what would you be sure that we experience on our next walk in Paris? I would take you to a, a new district. I mean, it's a brand new uh, district around the, the new library. And uh, the new library is a big, huge four towers built up uh, along the uh, Seine River, a bit uh, east of the city. Uh, uh, you bypass uh, the uh, Gare de Lyon, Gare de the, Lyon. The, the train station. And then uh, just around the uh, this area, I mean, it's... The construction is, are not the best huh, because it's a new type of construction and it doesn't uh, fit uh, no. the, the idea of I, you I have like of it. Paris. But mm. it became a, a new uh, a, a new district. I sort mean, of a people's zone uh, now. Yeah, so there's a lot the, of the, the energy new, there with the people. And the new families. And what's that neighborhood uh, called? It's called uh, La Bibliothèque, Saint Saint-Emilion, La Bibliothèque So if you ask for the Bibliothèque yes. Mitterrand, because uh, it Metro was named line 14. after Mitterrand. Uh, huh? Okay, so Bibliothèque Mitterrand. Okay. <laughs> Metro Line 14, it takes you direct 10 minutes from the opera. Is that right? Okay. Yes. And, and that's what is Paris today. And Arnaud, apart from Mitterrand's new library, where would you take us? I would take you to an old district, in fact, just uh, right next to the Bastille Square, um, you keep going on the Rue Saint-Antoine, across it becomes Faubourg Saint-Antoine, and there is the area of the furniture maker, which used to be, you know, uh, working there for uh, decades and centuries. And you've got lots of hidden courtyards, so you can, you know, push the doors, and there's a courtyard with shops inside or schools, whatever, cobblestones and plants. Beautiful little shops. Yes, little shops, very hidden Paris where nobody goes except Parisians. And, and what would you call that neighborhood? Uh, Faubourg Saint-Antoine. Saint-Antoine. Faubourg Saint-Antoine. So from the Bastille Square, yep. it's right there. Right there. You know, uh, from the opera. You, you, I got gotcha. you. Left so, of the opera and you keep going. William and Arnaud, merci bien. You're welcome. Thank you. Avec plaisir, monsieur. C'est un plaisir, oui. <laughs> Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. His classic Europe Through the Back Door teaches the skills of smart travel. At Rick Steves' online travel store, you'll also find guidebooks for France, Paris, Provence and the Riviera, and Rick's French phrasebook. To learn more about Rick's guidebooks for France and beyond, visit the travel store at ricksteves.com.